0: Hey, welcome to Real with Claire Rafferty. In this podcast, I'm going to bring you weekly conversations with inspiring and empowering guests. Our goal is to help you break your boundaries, let go of fear and motivate you to take that leap in the name of health and happiness. All of my guests were just like you before they invested in themselves in order to create much, much more. Between my guests and I we want to help you out of your rut. We want to show you you can be more and you can have so much more. Does that sound like something you want to do? If so stay tuned and let's dive into today's episode. This week, I am joined by the wonderful Lucy Edwards. I came across Lucy on Instagram after a recommendation from a friend to follow her about a few months back, and I am extremely happy I found you. Um, I've had a chat with Lucy on the phone and She has an incredible background and an incredible story and I'm really excited for her to share it with you today. So Lucy is a fitness blogger, she is um, a triathlete and she also works for every woman. So Lucy, thank you very much for joining me today. If you would like to say hi to everyone um, and just, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hello, Um, I'm really pleased to be here, I'm really glad that Claire got in touch and really looking forward to recording this episode Um, As Claire mentioned, I'm a triathlete. I've been doing triathlon for six years now, and I write about it on my blog, which is called Paddle Pedal Pace, and as Claire mentioned, I work for Every Woman, which is a company that advances women in business. So that's pretty much me in a nutshell
0: <laughs> Yeah, you. I think, um, when I, obviously I said to you this before When I seen every woman in your title And I was like, oh that's really interesting Like what does she do for them? And then obviously I spoke to you and found out a little bit about your job And I think um, I was taken aback that I found someone so incredible That has such a cool job So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to hopefully get into some of that as well today um, For guys that are listening We're also going to talk hopefully a little bit about imposter syndrome um, And how imposter syndrome relates to sport so um if you are you think struggling with that or you've kind of come across that whether that be in business whether that be in sport and everyday life definitely stay tuned and listen into this one so Lucy to get us started and to break the ice um I'm just going to ask you five quick fire questions I do this with everyone and it is just quick response the first thing that comes to your mind where are you from Essex what's your favorite type of exercise triathlon but if i free, <laughs> three i would say cycling i was about to say triathlon is three so yeah okay um what number one food could you not live without uh bread oh yes 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 woman after my own heart all right what is your secret superpower um being very motivated and disciplined nice discipline is a good one a lot of us struggle with that um one thing that makes you happy
1: my friends and family
0: yeah oh awesome obviously I wanted to bring you on to first of all talk a little bit about triathlete oh it's a sport I'm not familiar with and a lot of my followers are probably thinking Claire triathlon like what but I am so interested in it um I love swimming I love running I love cycling I love keeping active um so yeah talk to me a little bit just about triathlon as a woman what sort of events have you done um what do you love about it that sort of thing
1: Sure, Um, so triathlon is as you mentioned made up of swim, bike and run. It's always done in that order and it's always done back to back consecutively. Um, Generally the swim will be done outdoors in a lake or in a river or in the sea, although for shorter distances it can be done in a swimming pool Um, and then it's followed up with a bike ride and then it goes into a run and um, the change in between the three is called transition. So generally you'll wear the same outfit throughout the whole race, um, but you'll wear a wetsuit for the swim, take that off for the bike and then um, change your shoes over for the run. Um, so I've been doing triathlon. This is my sixth year of doing triathlon. I got into it through, I'd been running for a little while and I wanted to learn to swim as a bit of cross training for my running so I started swimming lessons with a local adult swim school and after swimming with them for about a year my instructor said she was starting a triathlon club and would I like to join Uh, at the time I didn't even know what a triathlon was and I wasn't I hadn't ridden a bike since I was a child so it seemed a bit out of my reach but I joined the club just to train with them And I very quickly got into triathlon. I actually won an entry into a race that was just four weeks away. So I quite quickly had to buy a bike, learn to ride the bike, and (laughs) get together and do a triathlon. Jeez, that's like chucking
0: you in at the deep end.
1: Yeah, I think that was the best way to do it, though. There wasn't any time to think about it. I just had to get on and do it. And I absolutely loved it. And then ever since, I've been doing racing every year, training
0: and loving
1: the events.
0: Do you get like an adrenaline rush from it? And like that addictive, like for me, when I compete or enter like a a competition or anything like that, I get this adrenaline buzz and it's almost that's the thing that I'm chasing and craving. So do you get that or what's it like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a big part of it for me. It's um, crossing the finish line, knowing that I've trained hard for this race. I've put all my effort into it and I've achieved what I set out, the goal that I set out to achieve gives me a huge rush and it is um it is just an amazing feeling to be able to achieve something that I didn't consider possible a few years ago and then of course you want to do longer distance races and more challenging races just to keep pushing and getting that buzz from uh, achieving a race.
0: I uh, obviously noticed you got a PB um at the weekend so can you talk about that, like that most recent experience like what was that like for you?
1: Yeah, so that was a half marathon, so yep. not triathlon, but just yeah, a running yeah. event. Um, it was very local. Uh, it's just, the start was just 10 minutes walk away, and it's the first um, half marathon in the area for 25 years. Nice. So it's the race that I really wanted to get involved with and support. A lot of people from my triathlon club, Havering Tri, were also racing. So it was just a great community event that the local community, community really got behind and I really wanted to try and get under two hours because I've done quite a lot of half marathons in the past and they've always been just over two hours so that was my goal and having had a great triathlon season I just really wanted to round it off and see if I could get another PB and um, I did, I finished in 1.57 so that and it was great to race with my club mates and all my friends and yeah it was great to race on local roads where I train all the time but they were closed um, off for the race so it it was just a really great experience.
0: Well done like huge well done for that like the thought of even running a half marathon right now in this weather I know it's not that cold yet um, but for me it's like I've got five layers on when I go outside. Um, How do you cope with the weather like do you even notice it
1: Uh, Yeah, all of my races this summer have been quite bad weather, we've woken up to heavy rain and wind on race morning, so yeah, it is quite, it makes you think, I just want to go back to bed, I don't actually want to do this race. but knowing that I've trained for it for all those mums, I wouldn't actually not do it. But um, fortunately, as the day's gone on, the weather has brightened up and it's actually turned out to be nice. It's just that first thing in the morning when you're waiting to start and it's it's horrendous but um yeah once you get moving once you're on the bike and once you're on the run you very quickly warm up so I'm never actually cold during the race and you know the wind has dropped down so it actually it's actually been fine
0: that makes me almost want to do it if I know I'm only going to be cold for like a minute or two
1: yeah that
0: makes me a little bit more motivated you're the first person that said that a lot of people are like oh when the wind catches you and this happens and that and I'm like scaremongering like there's no way so that's you've made it sellable there might might actually consider running outside one day um so obviously in the very back the beginning um, you spoke about taking swimming lessons and then obviously mm-hmm. you hadn't ridden a bike since you were a child mm-hmm. so I'm really interested like for as adults as women who haven't maybe don't know how to swim who haven't been on a bike since they were a kid like I think we're drawn to running because it seems mm-hmm. you just buy a pair of trainers and you can go out and run mm-hmm. Um. so but you know the other two sports where do you think that appeal comes for women now Um. and how do you get over do you think that fear of asking someone for help on how to swim so it's a two-part question there
1: yeah I agree that running is the most accessible you don't need any special equipment other than trainers and sports bra and you can just go out at any time and run whereas with swimming you have to fit around swimming pool opening hours and with cycling obviously you need a bike a helmet and everything else so I do agree that running is normally the starting point for most people because it is just more accessible. Um, I think for me, it was really key to join um, a swimming school that, that started with beginners and worked your way up, teaching you techniques, skills. And I'm lucky that I've got a local swimming club, KIS, which I joined and the instructors were great, very supportive very patient and it's really tailored to all abilities whether you're a complete newbie or whether you've got some swimming experience but you just want to improve so it yeah it was about being consistent once I joined the swimming club going to lessons every week and I really noticed myself progressing so yeah I definitely recommend it. Swimming opens up so many different options to people even if it's just you want to swim in the sea when you're on holiday and feel confident doing that or you want to enter a triathlon or you want to try another challenge which involves swimming, it just opens up so many doors being able to swim rather than having this fear of the water that holds you back, yeah. um, just being able to be confident and jump in and swim.
0: What's up? All right, sorry to butt in on this podcast, but I just wanted to tell you about our nutrition hub and make sure that you're signed up to all of our updates. Our Nutrition Hub is a place for you to learn about portions, macros, calories and so much more. It's a go at your own pace course broken into weekly bite-sized pointers to help you improve your relationship with food, enjoy your dieting once and for all and of course help you overcome the fear and guilt you have around meals so that you can be healthier, happier, confident and of course in the know. To find out more about our hub or how you can join when doors open, you need to make sure you're following at nutritionhub on Instagram or jump to rathfitness.online for more details. Peace out and enjoy the rest of the episode. Did you have any fears before that first swim or were you very um, much determined?
1: No, I I did have swimming lessons as a child, so I could swim, although I hadn't swum in years, so I'd lost a lot of the technique. I wasn't particularly scared of the water, um, but I guess I just found it a bit frustrating that it was going back to basics and it was quite a steep learning curve to completely refresh myself on how to actually swim yeah um, I felt I felt like I was progressing quite slowly so it was more the frustration of that rather than having a fear of swimming
0: how long did it take then because obviously if you're feeling like you're progressing quite slowly to then go into I assume was your first triathlon open water or was it in pool yeah you-
1: um it was a year, so I started swimming lessons in June 2013, and I did my first triathlon in May 2014, so it was a year. Yeah. Um, my first triathlon was open water, but before that I did an aquathlon, which was in the pool. An aquathlon is a swim, then a run without the bike. Right. So that was a good sort of introduction into yeah. multi-sport without sport without having to go into open water.
0: And then for that first one, how many hours a week were you swimming? Do you remember? Was it like all the time? Was it every day?
1: No, not particularly. I think the uh, swimming lessons were sort of between 45 minutes and an hour. And then I would do another swim on my own, which again would be about 45
0: minutes to an hour. So it was no more than about two hours a week which is awesome to hear because I think a lot of people, um, especially even me, like as a coach and I know people who do triathlon, I have this perception that you need to be incredible at three sports and I know how much time I spend on my one sport. So I'm like trying to multiply that by three would be like, how do people have time? And then when you're doing these, you know, preps for a half marathon or your run distance yeah. and the time that that consumes. So... You know, obviously people are busy, they've got work, they've got all this other stuff going on. You work, you make it work. How how um, do you make it work?
1: Um, I think as you mentioned, you don't have to be amazing at all three sports. That's kind of the beauty of triathlon is that you don't have to be amazing at all three. Um, as long as that you can do all three, you can actually put together quite a good race. Um, I tend to train at the moment between 9 and 12 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Now that the season's finished, that's dropped down quite a lot until I start building back up again in January. Okay. Um, right now it's the off-season, so I'm not training for anything. But during the summer when I was training for my races, it would be between 9 and 12 hours a week. And I did fit that around full-time work and a bit of a social life
0: Good. Um,
1: yeah so that it often does mean training twice a day so in the morning and then again in the evening and I do always have one rest day a week so Good. and then I do my longer sessions on the weekends so I managed to make it fit but yeah it can be quite a challenge
0: awesome I yeah uh... I have so much respect like 9 to 12 hours and holding down a life is impressive like for me it's I'm quite lucky because I obviously work in that gym environment mm-hmm. so when I need to do 9 to 12 hours training a week sometimes a little bit more but you're I'm there so I can like do my training and go straight into work yeah. I don't have that whole like transition of having to shower and mm-hmm. get somewhere so so much respect to anyone who can fit it in and like function and life so hats off to you on that one. Mm-hmm. Um that's awesome. And obviously you spoke a little bit about um your community doing the half marathon at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um and do you think obviously having that community there has been a big part for you um in terms of keeping up with the sport um and being a part of something?
1: Massively yeah um so I've been a member of High and Tri for about six years now. Um, I joined just before doing my first triathlon and the club's really grown. I think when I joined, we only had about 6- 25 members and now we've got over 140. Oh, so wow. it's great to have been with the club since the start and to watch it grow and to yes. see all these people discovering triathlon, getting into the sport. And I absolutely love it. The club's a huge part of my life. I've met so many friends through the club. It's become... Um, my social life really so it makes it easier to fit a social life around training because all of my friends are there at training sessions.
0: I love that.
1: Yeah and it does make it um, easier to stay motivated thinking I've got to train tonight but I'm going to see all my friends there so it's a lot easier than going out on my own. I don't think doing it on my own I would be as motivated and my husband's a member of the club as well he does triathlon so it's great that it's something we do together, so um, yeah,
0: have to... Oh, that's awesome. Um, that makes it so good. <laughs> yeah, that is so nice. We say to surround yourself by like-minded people if you want to get ahead, if you want to feel confident. It's all about, you know, that networking side from a business side for me, but for me, moving to London, it's been such a tough transition of actually trying to find people to connect with who are interested in going out and doing exercise at night and not mm. going to a bar or going to a restaurant or sitting at home on the sofa. And it is really difficult, I think, to find these communities. Mm. Um, even in somewhere like London, you're obviously a little bit just out, not not quite outside, but yeah. it's it's such a big place, but it can be such a lonely and difficult place to find mm. things yeah. to be a part of. Definitely. Definitely. It's so good that you've got it on your doorstep. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit jealous of that I won't lie uh-huh. and <laughs> um, so obviously you said you're now up to what about 140 members and yeah. um, which is amazing and um, do you think there's a big ratio between males and females men and women going to your club and um, how how is that?
1: No um, we're really proud to say that we have quite almost an even split I think we've got about 40 to 45% women, so um, it's great actually that our club is so evenly balanced between men and women. Um, Generally in triathlon, women are in the minority, particularly particularly at longer distance races. Women normally only make up between 10 to 20 percent of the field so it's great that in our club um, we have managed to attract quite a lot of women and our membership is really well balanced.
0: Oh, amazing. Um and from there I wanna lead into this topic of imposter syndrome, if you don't mind.
1: Mm-hmm. Um and
0: just that notion of who am I to be doing this and yeah that belonging feeling. And obviously I read your blog on it um so, well, it feels like it forever ago now. <laughs> um, but just from your perspective, um, obviously with the work you do um and the, the sport you're in, can you talk a little bit about what imposter syndrome's like in your field?
1: Yeah. So imposter syndromes, this feeling that you don't belong and that you're going to be caught out basically feeling like a fraud that um, you're sort of in above your head. And at any moment, people are going to find you out as not being competent and not being capable. Um, At work, we look at it a lot in a business context. So people that don't feel like they're good enough in their jobs and that they are, they're a fraud basically in the workplace but it also uh, comes up in a lot of areas of life particularly sport and fitness so i think it's quite common particularly in women to feel like what am i doing here at this triathlon everyone's better than me everyone looks in better shape than me everyone's faster than me everyone's fitter than me um this isn't for me so um i find that really interesting to see how that plays out in different areas of life and how you can try and take control of those thoughts and not let it hold you back from achieving your potential
0: and what do you think has helped you i mean have you ever suffered from imposter syndrome yourself yeah
1: i mean even now with this podcast i think who's going to want to hear what i've got to say and I'm not particularly interested in so yeah yeah, it it comes up a lot but the thing is I'm aware of it and I can stop those thoughts before they get too out of control and before they stop me from doing what I want to do. Um, I think that's really important to be aware of the way that you're thinking and also to own your achievements when you do achieve something and when you do do well at work or in sport to actually sit back and think, yeah, I, I deserve that. I worked hard for it and I achieved it and I am good enough and I, I do deserve to be here. I do deserve my place in this sport or in this company.
0: Mm-hmm. I think there's, as women, there's such this overwhelming um feeling that we don't celebrate and that mm. we almost shy away it's like we've been successful but we're almost ashamed to admit yeah. that we've yeah. been successful and it's such a, a difficult thing when you talk about ego when you talk about you know um, the place of all these other people in the world and you look mm. at them and you're reflecting onto yourself and you just have this total insecurity because it's well who am I to achieve this and who am I to say this It was for me for so long it was who am I to do a podcast and then I was like but like, that I want to get real stories from real people and help, not like, normal people in the world. And yeah. it would be an awful thing to say, but there's so much glitz and glam and high-level zazz on stuff out there that sometimes mm. we forget to just celebrate the wins and celebrate how incredible, I mean, how incredible you are um, for like when I look at your Instagram I'm just like this woman is insane like she is so inspirational and so motivational and more people can just look at that and be like I could do a run I could do a swim I could just like well you don't have to do all three mm-hmm. you just need to you know start somewhere yeah um and that's you know a huge reason why I wanted you to come on this and just to kind of talk about that. You know how how do you get started you've said you know you could maybe go for a run you could join a club Mm -hmm. and you're you know when people come to you new what are they like what's that feeling like and what would they expect
1: um one of the really good things about the triathlon club is that we have a buddy system so that whenever a new member joins they're buddied up with someone who has been in the club for a while so the great thing is that they've got a friendly face to meet them when they go to a training session and someone to ask answer any questions that they've got and just to sort of help them settle in at the club. And I, I really like that we do that. Um, I just think it's great to to be a friendly, welcoming club. Um, So, yeah, I've been a buddy to a lot of people since I've been at the club, and generally it's the same thing. People think, like, our track running sessions are going to be too fast, and they're just for fast people, and they won't be fast enough to go, or they're a bit nervous about getting out on the road on their bike, or they... Are just putting off signing up for their first triathlon because they're worried about the open water swim, um, things like that. So yeah, I think everyone has the same fears and it's, it's really good to try and help people and to try and sort of coach them through that and get them to come to training sessions and give it a go and push themselves out of their comfort zone.
0: I think a big part of that fear is it is just a voice in our own head yeah and you know you said it there yourself you know with the imposter syndrome as well you've almost got to remind yourself that you're doing this for you and Mm -hmm. it's it's about you it's not about anyone else and it's about what you can offer and I think even you know joining a new sport it is very much that it's the fear of the unknown or it's the fear of success because what if you do something you're actually pretty good at it and then it and then all of a sudden you've got all this attention and you're like, oh, my goodness, there's that side of the fear yeah. as well as the fear of what if I absolutely suck at this? Mm-hmm. And there, we're, we're in this place in the middle sometimes of just how how do we get started? How do we get over that fear? How do we quieten the voice? And um, do you have anything that you do in particular to help you quieten that fear voice or really, you know, help get you back on track? I think it is
1: just reflecting on my previous achievements, what I've been able to do in the past, and reflecting on my training, just looking back at the months of training that's led up to a race, and knowing that I have put in the work, and I have done some really tough training sessions, so if I can get through that, then I can definitely get through the race. Um, And yeah, just looking around and thinking, that everyone started out the same way that I did as new to this sport. Um, everyone's probably got the same fears and everyone's here for the same reason, just to try and do as best as they can for themselves on race day. And yeah, just just doing it for myself and trying yeah. not to worry too much about what others are thinking and what others are
0: doing. It's a huge thing that we forget that we were all beginners at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, we're getting to a stage now, like I remember I used to um, coach swimming and I would see these kids practicing for triathlon and they were really young. And I remember thinking at the time, like, oh my goodness, they're going to be incredible by the time they're older. But then we'd have adults coming in for the adult swimming. You'd have people on the side being like, you know what what do I do um, and it was just this total like you have it in your head that everyone knows what they're doing and and mm. nobody's a beginner but whether you are 10 years old beginning at it or whether you're 40 years old beginning at it it is this the same kind of feeling and mm. we all have to start somewhere you're so right have you done any incredible challenges this year or things that you're like yeah let's just tell the listeners about that to give them a little bit of fear <laughs> <laughs> um
1: yeah Yeah, my main event this year is called was called the brutal extreme triathlon. It's in Snowdon in Wales, and it's considered a an extreme triathlon because of the amount of climbing both on the bike and on the run. It actually finishes with a run up and down Snowdon itself. So it's (laughs) sorry, I don't
0: mean to laugh at (laughs) that.
1: It's very challenging indeed. Um, they have a half iron distance, full iron, and then a double and a triple. I did the half-iron distance, which was the shortest distance, but still very much a challenge. But people did do the double and the triple, including a few of my friends. Um, and yeah, it was definitely the toughest race I've ever done. The weather conditions were brutal. The course was brutal. It's but just... that's what I expected from the name. And um, I unbelievably came fifth woman overall. Yes. It was totally surpassed my expectations. That's I would incredible. Complete the race. And I was delighted that I actually did quite well and finished fifth.
0: That is incredible. OK, I have to ask, though, Are is your brain right now thinking, I want to do that again? Or is your brain right now thinking, I might do the double? Like, no. where, are you at? where are you at with that? Because that's level of crazy scale right there. No,
1: honestly, it was like box ticked, one and done. That Run was away. Go done. I don't want to do it again.
0: <laughs> don't. Sitting, you're like, honest, though. Like, you're honest. You're like, I am not doing that again.
1: No. Um, Seeing my friends complete the double and how long it took and how tough it was on them. I've got massive respect for them but I would never want to do a double or triple (laughs) distance. I have a coach, um, he's called John and he works for 4Performance, so he does all of my training plan for me. He structures my training week by week to get the right balance between swim, bike and run and to um, make sure I work on my weaknesses and play on my strengths and that's been a massive game changer for me this year having a coach uh, he's really helped me to achieve the goals and to do really well this season so um yeah really looking forward to working with him again next year and see how we can progress on what I've done this year.
0: That's so cool and does he do triathlon or is he just
1: yeah he was uh one of the friends that did the double brutal oh so. gee
0: okay He's well him. experienced
1: in triathlons and pretty great athlete. so yeah i trust him
0: <laughs> I would, yeah i would trust him too i might have to look him up um, <laughs> There's a guy at my work who does triathlon and he doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to ask him for some help. So if he's listening to this and I've not asked him for help yet, he probably knows I'm coming. (laughs) Because I'm like, right, okay, I need to do I need to improve probably my swimming. I was having a conversation actually with um, a friend who's doing the Swim the Channel Uh um, and we were talking about hip movement in long distance swim versus sprint swim and Mm -hmm. i was like there's a difference in hip movement so yeah i need to try and do a little bit of research and get swimming myself i think um where can we find your blog to learn a little bit more about you and your instagram and you know i'll put them in the show notes but if you just want to tell the listeners that are maybe on the go so they can search
1: um, so, my blog is paddlepedalpace.co.uk, and on social media, I'm Paddlepedalpace on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So Where you find- are you most
0: active? Um, probably Ooh. Instagram. Yeah, standard. It's where everyone's... Mm -hmm. It's where all the cool kids are nowadays. We're all (laughs) in. So it's been absolutely incredible to have you on and incredible to hear about your sport and hear about your journey. Um, And I cannot thank you enough for taking the time out of your evening. Is there anything else you want to pass on? Is there words of wisdom that you want to give to the women listening who are maybe sitting at home, listening to this, watching telly, looking at their shoes and thinking I should get out there or, you know, what would you love to leave them with? I think just
1: give it a go. If there's something you fancy trying, don't hold back, don't put it off, just do it. You never know what you might end up enjoying. You never know what experiences it might lead to. Um, It hasn't got to be anything extreme or particularly challenging, but just getting out there and getting moving and trying something new, meeting new people... Um, it's it's amazing experience and yeah life's too short to hold yourself yeah. back.
0: Yeah. Yes, and it's changed your life, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Completely changed my life. I never thought I'd be doing triathlon. I never thought I'd be doing all these crazy challenges. But um, I wouldn't want my life any other way now. It's um, it's made a massive positive change in my life and. I would never go back to how I used to be.
0: Yeah. All right. I love it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and thank you for listening. Um huge thank you and hug over Skype to Lucy for joining me this evening if you do want to follow her please head to the links in the bio below and if you do have any questions for myself or questions that you want to pass on to Lucy please get in touch um, via social media and yeah peace out guys enjoy the rest of your day whatever you are up to do something you love and have a little bit of fun